0: Are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The best people of all time. That's you guys. Thank you so much for starting your Tuesday with us at Lockdown Spartans, your team in green and white every single day. That's right. If you missed yesterday's show, that was a lot of fun with Ryan Oblenis of The Only Colors. We went through and did seven true or false questions for the upcoming football season. Anything from, hey, will a five-star commit by July all the way till, hey, will there be more than two home night games at Spartan Stadium? And of course, you know, a lot of roster stuff in between that, like, will Kyle Halliday be a starting linebacker, who's going to be the second uh, best receiver as far as receiving yards go. So a lot of good banter there. But on today's show, yeah, first got more fun. Uh, BetOnline.net dropped their college football win total numbers. We are, of course, going to get into those right off the bat. That'll be a fun segment, even if you're not into gambling. Segment two, we're all over the place. Uh, we got a lot of little notes that are too little for their own segments, so we're going to Stream that all together. We'll call it a grab bag in segment two. And then segment three, we're back to trivia Tuesday. Um, because yeah, the last few Tuesdays have been a little busy lately, but uh the truth be told, it's not really all to you around East Lane. So yeah, we're we're gonna get eight trivia questions back for you to play against yourself. But before any of that, well, hey, please uh rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Well, like you already probably know, this is the Lockdown Spartans podcast. I am your host, Matt Sheehan. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you just want to yell at me, you have any advice for my golf game, or if you have a good NBA bet, because my God, I oh, that's been a nightmare. Um, Spartans at gmail.com is the place to find us. All right, let's get right into the meat of it. Um, very exciting. This is one of the most exciting moments of the offseason, is when Sportsbook dropped their total... Uh, win totals for college football teams. And if you're watching on YouTube, you just saw the little subhead that I put up. That already spoils what it is for Michigan State. But if you're one of those people that are amazingly listening to this podcast, I'll give you a guess. What do you think MSU's over-under is going to be for the season, regular season, just 12 games, no bowl games or conference title games included? Drumroll. Seven and a half is what Vegas, or the fine folks at betonline.net, rather, have Michigan State at this year so we're going to talk about it why will they go over because I I personally think they will go over that number but first we're going to take the devil's advocate side we're going to talk about how maybe MSU doesn't hit this number because listen if every bet was so obvious um wouldn't be doing a lot of ad reads for betonline.net and as the old adage goes Vegas turns their lights on one way or another, and usually it's out of our, the gambler's pockets. But hey, you know what? Bet responsible. let have some fun. And even if you're not a gambler, I think this is a, a nice little segment here because, yeah, they know their stuff. They know their, and uh, so that's what they have Michigan State at right now, seven and a half. Now, luckily, we all know this. Uh, if you pay attention at all to this last year that last year did not know their stuff at all because the over under for wins it actually opened up at four and a half at bet online and then it closed at six and a half last year anyway a slice it, they got 10 regular season wins Whew, i just blew right by that stop sign right there so let's start off what why wouldn't MSU hit over seven and a half wins. We'll get this out of the way. This isn't the fun part of this conversation. But listen, I, th- there are some things to consider here. Like, you know my biggest hangup with this team coming up this season. It's that offensive line. Not even the starters. The starters are fine. It's great. But, oh, my, if, uh, if there's a fan base out there in college football that really knows how important offensive line depth is and how fast you can go through offensive linemen, it's the Michigan State Spartan fan base, unfortunately. We know that all too well. And, yeah, you have five proven guys, six proven guys, actually, um, when you count Brian Green, the transfer in from Washington State. You have six guys that you really trust in that offensive line. And behind that is a lot of unknown. I'm sure they will be good in their careers. But a lot of these guys are younger classmen, too. I, th- I get a little nervous. I get a little nervous. Um, so that's my number one biggest hang up. Number two, here's another obvious one. And here, over my shoulder, you see this new thing hung up. That's a belated birthday gift from my brother. That is Kenneth Walker over my shoulder. He ain't on the team next year anymore. And listen, truth be told, he, he probably won MSU four, five, if not six games last year we had a podcast episode earlier in the off season where we talked about that. How many games did Kenneth Walker win Michigan state? And I kind of said like six and six, seven and five. If you don't have Kenneth Walker now, this isn't, you know, to discredit anything, Michigan state did. This isn't like me being a salty opposing fan being like, Oh, you only won 11 games because you got Kenneth Walker. Like, yeah, we won 11 games because we won games with the players on our team. Like, that's how it works. That That is how it works. But regardless, Kenneth is not, unfortunately, walking through that door. The pass defense was pretty bad last year. Needless to say, if, if you're one of the people that are still skeptical about it, by all means, cannot argue against you. And also, I bet you didn't have this one written down. MSU's got an unproven kicker situation going into next year. Now, before you roll your eyes and say, oh, there he goes again, talking about kicking. When will this guy ever shut up about college football kicking? It's not here uh, because, hey, 11 wins last year. That was fun. Four of them came in a game settled by five points or less. That includes an Indiana game where Coghlan had some great moments. So, listen, hey, these games can be close. College kicking could be the difference between a win or a loss here. Now, let's talk about those wins. Why I think MSU will blow through seven and a half wins to next season. Long list here. Uh, Let's just start right off the top. Uh, Yeah, listen, Kenneth Walker isn't back, but do you know who is? Peyton Thorne, Jaden Reed. Oh, yeah, and guys surrounding Reed like Keon Coleman, Montori Foster, if you like those young projects, or if you like an established guy, Mr. Reliable, Trey Mosley, one of my favorite players on the team. Or, hey, if you... Fancy yourself a tight end. I think Daniel Barker is due for a big year, whether it be run blocking or pass catching, or if you like the pass catching tight ends, how about a nice cup of Malik Carr for you? So yeah, this offense can still be explosive and let's just funnel it right into running back talk. It's not like Michigan State's going into next year with, you know, two 50-50 ticket vendors and the Melting Moments salesmen too. Like, no, they still have talent at the running back position and, I was one of those people that were scared at what I saw with the Peach Bowl, the running backs that weren't named Kenneth Walker. But the transfer portal, MSU did some major, major damage there. Jalen Berger from Wisconsin, former four-star recruit. Jarek Broussard, guy who two years ago won a little award known as, uh, oh yeah, Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year. So you figure between those two guys, will you get K-9 production? Probably not. No, I would really have a hard time believing that you could just replace a Doak Walker Award winner like that. But you still have some pretty good guys there, and if you can get even like seventy-five or eighty percent of what Kenneth got you with that little lightning and thunder combo in Broussard and Berger, yeah, okay, it's not going to be all too bad. Other side of the ball. You have one of the best linebacker cores in the Big Ten. You got Darius Snow, Jacoby Windman, Aaron Brule. Oh, yeah, that's right. Cal Halliday returning from next year. Ma'anau now It's a fun time. Uh, ben Van Sumer, if I could throw another name out there. The linebacker core. And kind of going hand-in-hand with that is that last year's defense was 12th in opponent yards per carry. Yes, the past defense got a lot of headlines, not for a good reason, but let's not neglect how good they were at stopping the run. You got Big Blade clogging up the run lanes. You got Simeon Barrow. You got Jeff Petrowski and Chris Bogle on the ends taking over for Drew Beasley and Panashuk. those are pretty good guys you can replace those two gentlemen with. And also, yeah, even behind Slate, you got like Jalen Hunt. It's like there's plenty of reason to believe that MSU can continue that run stopping success. And yeah, the pass defense was bad. Okay. Can't get any worse. It can't get any worse. How about that? How about that for some optimism? Uh, Ronald Williams was improving throughout the season before he got hurt. Lowry was solid before he got hurt. Amir Speed, a physical specimen. You got Chuck Brantley healthy. Chuck Kimber moving to the inside. That can only help him. And Xavier Henderson's experience. So, yes, I think MSU goes over seven and a half wins. And I did a quick tally. I gave a full point for what I think will be a win, a half point for a toss-up, which I was pretty liberal with, and you'll understand here in a hot second, and then a full point for a loss. So here's my formula. I hope this makes sense. Western Michigan, chalking up as a win. Let me knock on wood before I do any of this. Western Michigan, chalk up as a win. Akron, I think, is a win. Washington, okay, toss-up. Can go either way. Minnesota, also a toss-up. I can see how you think that's an automatic win. And, you know, it's also at home for crying out loud. Uh, Maryland, I think, is a win. Ohio, Ohio State, so I, I understand that's a home game, but based on last year's result, I'm gonna lean just a full loss right here. Wisconsin, I have a toss-up. Michigan, toss-up. Illinois, win. Rutgers win. Indiana, I think, win, even though that's on the road. And then Penn State to end the season, toss up. So that's six. Wins that I see, five toss-ups, and then one loss. So, with the toss-ups, half point goes either way. That's two and a half wins and losses right there. So, long story short, I got eight and a half and three and a half for Michigan State this year, which is over seven and a half. So, we'll take a fly around the rest of the Big Ten to see what their over-unders are in a hot second. But I just got to talk to you fine folks about our friends at betonline.net. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you've heard me talk about it up and down the last few weeks. This is the best time of year for sports betting. You've got it all like NBA, NHL, golf is in full swing, baseball. But also, just like we talked about, college football futures, NFL futures are on the table for you. Anything you want out there, BetOnline has probably got it because they are your number one source for all your sports betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL and NCAA football futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, eSports, and more. So head to their website today. Use your mobile device, learn more about the trends in action. That's at BetOnline, where the game starts. And, yes, we are going to start this second segment here Kind of what we were just talking about. Um, But let's fly around the rest of the Big Ten and see what their over-unders are. uh, As we get into, you know, a little um, different talking points in this segment. Again, we're going to hit on like three or four segments or topics here this segment. Really quick, uh, bottom of the barrel in the Big Ten. This is who BetOnline.net does not like at all next season. That's Illinois. That's Indiana. That's Northwestern. That's Rutgers. All four are tied with just four and a half wins. MSU plays three of those teams next year, so not bad. Maryland, five and a half. Okay, MSU also plays them. And then there is a cluster of teams right in the middle that BetOnline.net has at seven and a half wins like our Spartans, and that's Minnesota, Nebraska, Iowa, and Purdue. Now the top four teams in the Big Ten, BetOnline says, is Penn State with eight and a half as their over-under, as is Wisconsin. Eight and a half is their over-under, michigan at nine and a half you got to hit that with your mickey mouse non-conference schedule no excuses there and then ohio state ten and a half yes they got to go 12 and 0 or 11 and 1 for that to hit and i am putting all my money uh that i own currently in that over right there i actually just drained the 401k and pushing it right to the ohio state over ten and a half wins because they will be a death machine uh this year i think so The long short of it is that, yeah, BetOnline.net is projecting MSU to be the fourth place team in the Big Ten East. Yeah, it's great. MSU plays four of the worst five teams, according to BetOnline.net, but they also play, well, the top four as well. So MSU not playing like a lot of okay teams this year. They're either playing kind of jokes in the Big Ten or they're playing the cream of the crop. But, hey, last year MSU was the cream of the crop, and hopefully they can carry it into this as well. Speaking of cream of the crop, how about the fine, wealthy folks of the Detroit Economic Club? How about that for a segue? Um, whenever I hear that, I just think just uh, people in like uh, 40,000 thread suits are pulling up to this thing. But no, um, I think this is an annual thing that every year uh, Michigan State coaches uh, go to the Detroit Economic Club for a nice little luncheon. The Tigers do this. um I'm sure other pro sports teams do this. Regardless, they schmooze it up. They talk. Um, in front of a crowd, just about what's going on with their program. And uh, Tony Garcia, actually, uh, he's a writer for the Free Press, wrote a really nice piece about uh, just what they talked about the economic club, just the, the family orientation around MSU, how each different program is kind of intertwined with one another, like a lot of support being shown to other programs, like an anecdote that uh, Tony wrote about was, you know, Mel Tucker showing up to gymnastic practice. And Izzo talking about how at Division II, and Northern Michigan kind of need that family camaraderie. So that was a really nice piece. And also a lot of Alan, Hall, Alan Haller talk in that as well. But one thing that was uh, – inter- actually two things uh, interesting is that um, Mel Tucker brought special uh, recognition to the nutrition program at State. And there's a, a quote uh, from Haller, actually, that I just wanted to go to. It was uh, – we go down to Miami this year, and we outplayed them all in the way into the fourth quarter, and we were the stronger team. A lot of that had to do with our team nutritionist, Amber Reinstein, and the food program she put together. Now, in the select department, the nutrition program has blown up at Michigan State. But I, when I was reading the story, I just always go back to that Miami game, and I think like that that could be a very important game like in the whole Mel Tucker era because that was really the first – top-common game, I think, in my opinion. Sure, he beat Michigan his first year. That was awesome. He beat Northwestern as well as first year, which is a top-15 team. I had a great time watching that as well. But, like, listen, it was a two-win season, wonky COVID year. Let, let's see what we can get going. Okay, he picks up you know, nice win to, to start the season. That Northwestern absolutely pile-drove him into the ground. Youngstown, and then it's like, okay, well, Miami, we're about 10-point underdogs. And, oh, my God, we just gave him the the blues, the beats in the fourth quarter. Like, that was a statement win. And as the Mel Tucker tenure goes on and as it projects as nice as we all think and uh, hope it will, I think that's going to be a game where, like, that was really when it all started to come together. Was that Miami game? The, and by come together, I don't mean just on the field. I mean, like, off the field, too. The enthusiasm with the fan base. Like, that was – God, I love that game. and. I'm, I'm still wiping sweat off um, from my body for through sitting through that game. Uh, two more things. One really quick one is that Bud Davis, this is a gentleman on Twitter who just loves analytics, seemingly. Um, he quantified how good teams are going to be doing in June with their official visits this summer for football. And so how he did this, he took uh, you know programs that have the most talent coming to official visits, combined it with... Uh, cumulative recruiting talent on official visits and percentage of allocated official visits utilized. That's a long way of saying like, how many guys do you have coming to uh, campus and how talented are these kids coming to campus? In the whole nation, would you like to guess for Michigan State lands? I hope you're holding up a number one finger because it is first place overall. Uh, They are beating Georgia, who's in second place. They are beating Florida, who's in third place. They are beating Ohio State in fourth, Michigan in fifth, Oklahoma in sixth. Tuck's getting it done, man. Like, listen, if if you think that all this recruiting hoopla is just in a little Michigan State vacuum and maybe that we're just getting a little too hyped up in our own echo chamber, like, that's not the case. Things are really happening here. Um, So big month coming up in June. I think right off the bat, they got two five-stars coming in that June 3rd weekend. The next week in the June 10th, 11th weekend, it's like seven four-stars coming to town. It, it's a hoot and a half. We'll try to get Justin on before the month of June officially kicks off so he can give us the full debriefing, as he always does. And speaking of debriefing, let me just take a not-so-smooth uh, segue to this next one. This is actually an email, uh, an awesome email from Gavin, uh, who writes in at lockdownspartans at gmail.com. And uh, he says, and this is about MSU's basketball assistant coaching hunt. I was talking to my old man this last weekend about Tom Izzo and the offseason's uh, woes, and I think he brought up a good point. I was explaining how he hasn't seemed to make an effort to fill Dwayne Stevens' spot on the bench, but my dad believes that he is thinking ahead to who will replace him when he retires. He thinks he may just leave the assistant coach spot empty until he can get someone who will ultimately take his place. This could be Valentine or maybe a young coach by Valentine. Of course, that's Drew Valentine, head coach at Loyola. I'll snip that right now. I mean, I don't think it will be Drew Valentine because, and I've said this earlier at a podcast maybe like a month ago, this is how long this (laughs) assistant coaching search has been going on for. So if I sound like a broken record player, it's because I've said it before, but I don't think Michigan State would necessarily insult Drew like that to call a head coach to take an assistant job. Um, and I don't think Drew would answer either because, listen, I know is a small school. It's a small school, and Michigan State's a big basketball powerhouse, but being a head coach there is eons better than being an assistant coach at Michigan State. With that said, I I do think Drew is 100% someone that's going to be in their sights when Izzo leaves, whether that's 2023, 2043, whatever it is. I, I would be actually a little surprised if Drew is not the first, if not the second name there. Now, with that said, I think it will be a young assistant coach, and this is based on everything I've heard through the cracks, through different people um, that are just spewing out the same names as to who this final assistant spot is down to. And the names are Chris Fowler. He is an assistant coach at Northern Arizona right now. He spent two years on Izzo's staff as a grad assistant before 2020 when he went to Northern Arizona. Uh, Thomas Kelly, same situation. Assistant coach at Western Michigan, grad assistant for MSU for uh, 2016 to 2018. You also got Maurice Joseph, who uh, actually started his playing career at Michigan State from 05 to 07. But since has, you know, bebopped around to uh, George Washington, right now he's the assistant coach at Richmond. Last but not least, you don't have to think too far away for this guy's name. It, it's Tom Tom Nairn, uh, apparently has been a guy uh, that has been named in this assistant coaching search. Uh, Right now, Sunrise Christian Academy head coach. Yes, that's a high school, but yes, that's also a powerhouse high school. They're a factory. Tum Tum, all that we heard about him at State uh, was just how much he was loved by his teammates. Anyone that talked to him, for crying out loud. So, yeah, sure, he would fill in nicely for an assistant role there. It's just, would they really go that young? And that inexperience in the college ranks, but why not? So love that question. Gave me an excuse to talk about assistant coaching, and um, yeah, I don't. It, it won't be Drew Valentine on the bench, but maybe we'll be as a head coach in the future. I hey, that's it's, it's it's what I'm hoping for. I, I like how things are going over there down at Loyola. So as we flip the page here to the next segment, really quick, just got to talk to you, find folks, about Rock Auto before we get to trivia Tuesday. That is. Gang, we've been talking your ear off, off about Rock Auto for quite some time and for a great reason because they're just simply the best. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. That's right. Why often endorse seemingly intimidating questioning or pointless questioning like, oh, does your F-150 need a boobat bloopers? I don't know. That could be a truck part, a car part. I, I'm i not a car person whatsoever. I know that my car takes gas, I know that it's blue, and I know that it has a steering wheel. That's right, those are the three things I know about my car. But luckily, if you're like me, you don't have to be a car person. You could just trust the fine folks at Rock Auto to hook you up with, well, yeah, the car parts, but also great deals. Because why would you choose to spend 30 50 or even 100% more for the same part from a chain store or car dealership? You would only do it if you were a big circus clown. But you're not a big circus clown. Here you are a smart person that uses rockauto.com. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. Hey, how'd you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. That's right. Made the selection. Reliably low low prices, as I got tripped up on that for the hundredth time in the last year. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Gang... It's Tuesday, and that means it's Trivia Tuesday, and that means it's eight questions about Michigan State coming your way. Hopefully uh, the difficulty is fine. I haven't had anyone, you know, email me or comment below on YouTube or reach out to me on Twitter um, screaming at me about how hard these are or how easy they are if you're a really uh, big MSU aficionado. But let's get into it. Let me know how you did. Comment below uh, if you're watching how you did. It's eight questions you're playing against yourself. And, uh, yeah, let's try to improve week to week here. Question number one. Name the three NFL franchises Mel Tucker has worked with. Simple as that. Number one. Name the three NFL franchises Mel Tucker has worked with. Question number two. Since 2010, only one Spartan has won two bowl game MVP awards. Question number two. Since 2010, only one Spartan has won two bowl game MVP awards. Who is it? Who is it? And no, the Big Ten Championship game is not a bowl game, so it's not Connor Cook. Uh, question number three. In the 2015 Final Four run, Travis Trice led the team in scoring in three games. Well, who led the team in scoring in that first game of the tournament against Georgia? That's right. Travis Trice led the team in scoring three games in that 2015 Final Four run. Who led the team in that fourth game, which was the first game of the tournament against Georgia? Question number four. What does Izzo have more of? Years he coached the Big Ten Player of the Year winner or Big Ten tournament titles. What does Izzo have more of? Years he coached the Big Ten Player of the Year winner or Big Ten tournament titles. Number five, what's a higher number? That's right, another this or that question. What's a higher number? Draymond Green, NBA playoff double-doubles, or Tom Izzo tournament wins, NCAA tournament wins. What's a higher number? Draymond Green, NBA playoff double-doubles, or Tom Izzo NCAA tournament wins. Question number six, two former MSU dual-sport athletes went on to play in the NFL. Name them. Two former... MSU dual sport athletes went on to play in the NFL. Go ahead and name it for me. Number seven, Kenneth Walker scored all five touchdowns against Michigan last year. In case you forgot, that's right. So who is the second to last Spartan to score a touchdown against Michigan? Question number seven, Kenneth Walker scored all five touchdowns against Michigan last year. So who's the second to last Spartan to score against Michigan? And last but not least, question number eight, MSU won all three of its rivalry trophy games last season. What was the biggest deficit or biggest margin of victory? I should say MSU won all three of its rivalry trophy games last season. What was the biggest margin of victory in those three rivalry trophy games? Start from the top. It's answer time. Hope you're ready. Hope you scribbled them down or hope you just start thinking about them at the top of your head. Question number one, Mel Tucker. Hey, who are the three NFL teams that he has worked with? That would be Cleveland Browns, Jacksonville Jaguars, Chicago Bears. That's right. Three sterling NFL franchises right there. Uh, question number two. Since 2010, only one Spartan has won two bowl game MVP awards. Who is it? It's Brian Lewerke. It's Brian Lewerke. Yes, you would think that Connor Cook won in that Cotton Bowl against Baylor or something, but no. The offensive and defensive MVP in that game were both Baylor Bears. They must have tabulated the voting with like six minutes left in the fourth because, well, it didn't work out. But, yes, Brian Lewerke, Holiday Bowl MVP, Pinstripe Bowl MVP. Let's go White Lightning. Uh, Question number three. In the 2015 Final Four run, Travis Trice led the team in scoring in three games. Who led the team in scoring in that first game of the tournament against Georgia? That would be Denzel Valentine. He had 16 points, in case you were curious. But, yes, it wasn't Brandon Dawson. It wasn't Matt Costello. It was the future National Player of the Year, Denzel Valentine, with a smooth 16 points. Question number four, what does Izzo have more of? Years coaching the Big Ten Player of the Year or Big Ten Tournament titles? That would be Big Ten. No, sorry, Player of the Year. Big Ten Player of the Year That's right. Sorry. I took my eye off the ball there. Mateen Cleaves in 98. Mateen Cleaves in 99. Maurice Peterson in 2000. Kalen Lucas in 09. Draymond Green in 2012. Denzel Valentine in 2016. Cassius Winston in 2019. That's seven years he coached the Big Ten Player of the Year. He only has six Big Ten tournament titles, if you know that at the top of your head. Now, what's a higher number? Draymond Green NBA Playoff Double-Doubles or Tom Izzo NCAA Tournament Wins? Tom Izzo 53 NCAA tournament wins. Draymond Green, 57 NBA playoff double-doubles. So, wow. Yeah, that would be Draymond Green. He wins that one. Number six, SU dual-sport athletes want to play in the NFL. Name them. It's Deion Sims, drafted by the Dolphins. and then Matt Trannon, who went undrafted to the Arizona Cardinals. So, Deion Sims and Matt Trannon for that one. Two to go. Kenneth Walker scored all five touchdowns against Michigan last year. So, who is the second to last Spartan to score against Michigan? That would be Connor Hayward. That's right, on a pass from, uh, I also said Brian Lewerke, Rocky Lombardi. That's right, if you remember the screen pass, just dipsy doo, Dunkerroot himself right into the goal line to ice the game against Michigan uh, back in, well, yeah, 2020, because it happens often around these parts. Question number eight. MSU won all three of its rivalry trophy games last season. Who was the biggest uh, margin? What was the biggest margin of victory? Or who was it against? It was Indiana, who they only beat by five points. They only beat Michigan by four, and they only beat Penn State by three. So there you have it. Uh, Hopefully you did okay. Let me know how you did in the YouTube uh, comments below. Uh, Email me if the difficulty needs to be ramped up or ramped down, or hit me up on Twitter if you just want to just yell at me just to yell at me. Hey. I'm here for you guys. I'm a man of the people. If you got to get something off your chest, eh, send it my way. Or if you have any questions like our our guy Gavin did, send them on over as well. On tomorrow's show, uh, we're going to have Graham Nelson on. He's been on this podcast many a time during the basketball season. We're going to do a bracket. That's right. Of Tom Izzo's eight Final Four teams. We're going to just go head-to-head and determine a winner. I'll let Graham decide who's going to win, but, yeah, we'll talk about it, and then we'll get to, I'm sure, some other MSU basketball banter as we do with Graham a great guy to talk with later this week who knows I, I uh, it's it, it's it's in God's hands at this point I reached out to Mel Tucker on Twitter seeing if he wanted to be on the Lockdown Spartans podcast didn't hear a no yet so um didn't hear a yes but didn't hear a no yet so we're uh yeah hopeful ish for that one But, hey, until then, thanks a lot for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Lockdown Podcast Network. Now go make your second listen. Lockdown Big Ten. It's with my guy Nate Dickinson. Does a great job at keeping everyone up to speed with what's going on inside the Big Ten Conference. And just like this show, it's free and available on all platforms. Love every single one of you. Go Green.